you, Jesus. We don't order these things. God does. You don't orchestrate this. If you don't believe in the supernatural, I just want to inform you, you've just experienced a little bit of it. And you don't have to understand it to enjoy it. You just have to open yourself to it. The Bible says that they, as they were moved upon, they spake. God is not going to make you, but he is going to make a way for you to break through, to break free, to feel the freedom of the Holy Ghost. But you're going to have to utilize what God's given you, and that's your mouth and your praise and your thanksgiving and your surrender. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, I don't want to mess up what God's doing right now, and I don't think I'm going to. But I feel like what's happened has set the stage for what I feel like God is trying to speak to our our church family, all of you, visitors and family alike. But I have felt in prayer last night, I had intended to speak from another subject today, but when I came in here, I came in from San Antonio, it was a little bit late for prayer meeting, but when I came in and knelt down and began to pray, I felt the Holy Ghost began to speak to me about where we are and what He is doing and what's happening. Uh, and sometimes when God moves, it makes us uncomfortable. When God really moves in ways that are transformative, when God moves in ways that push us into another dimension, it's very, very difficult to sometimes yield to that or give ourselves to that. And as I was praying last night, the Lord quickened a portion of Scripture to me that I believe adequately expresses where we are right now and what God is doing at Greater Life Church. It may not be for everybody, but this is for our church. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse number 10. He said, He found him in a desert land and in the waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. And as an eagle stirreth up her nest and fluttereth over her young and spreadeth abroad her wings and taketh them and beareth them up on their wings. So the Lord alone did lead him and there was no strange God with him as an eagle stirreth its nest and fluttereth over that nest 
and what is in that nest. And then spreads abroad its wings, bears them up. All of it is part and portions of God's divine purpose. So many of us have prayed that God would take us to a better place. How many of you have asked God to put you in a better place? We've asked God to do that in our church. The problem is we don't always like the process that God uses to get us there. But until you learn to embrace that process, you're never going to step into that next dimension of spiritual life that God knows is latent within you but can be wasted and squandered because you refuse to let him do what he has set himself to do. And that is to stir you up. Amen. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, he's trying to stir you up today. Amen. And stirrings are very uncomfortable. I said they're very uncomfortable. But I believe God is doing that in this place today. I want to embrace all that God is doing. And this is what I want you to understand today. That we have to view it in this passage. That normal is an enemy to my destiny. Just things as they have been. My little comfort zone. My little understanding of God. You know, me and God's got this thing going. That is an enemy to your spiritual destiny. And if you're not careful, you will allow that comfort that you're living in right now, that knowledge that you have of God or that that experience that you have with God limit you and restrict you from what God knows is in you but He cannot bring out of you until He stirs something up in your life. And He's stirring it up right now. He's stirring it up in your spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated for just a few moments. This is what I feel like the Lord talked to me about last night. Our text is a beautiful picture of how God works in our lives. And how God expresses himself to us in ways of moving us from where we are to where he has destined us to be. It is an expression or a metaphor that is an implicit comparison between a natural thing and a spiritual implication. That God speaks to us through these images and these pictures so that in our finiteness we can comprehend what he is up to because we don't understand God the way we need to understand him and his ways are far above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts but when God begins to relate to us on the level 
of things that we understand. An eagle, a bird covering its nest and concerned over its young. Then you and I can begin to incorporate that principle to a higher spiritual level and understand that what that eagle is doing for those birds and what that eagle is doing over that nest is indicative of what God is trying to do in our church and in our lives. And and this passage speaks to me of how God feels about you and I. I am so thankful that God found me. Even though I was in a wilderness, I'm thankful that he found me. Are you glad the Lord found you wherever you were and whatever wilderness you were living in? But I am most thankful that where God found me is not indicative of what is in me. There are many of us that sit here today that are limited by our background and our genealogy and the DNA that is in us because of generational curses. Some people continue to bear that generational curse that they are what they are because their dad was what they were and their granddad was what they were and they live limited in that capacity when inside of them is something that is sovereignly put there by the almighty God and if you can ever awaken to what God put in you It will help you overcome everything that is against you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It speaks to me of how God feels about me and how he feels about you. That he cares enough that he doesn't leave me in my limited understanding or my limited life or in my way of living that is so inferior to what God has designed for my life. I am living bound by greed or bound by drugs or bound by hatred or bound by jealousy or bound by lust that I cannot control. And the Spirit of the Almighty said, that is not what you were designed for. That is not what I created you to be. That is not what I had in mind when I thought of you. What I thought of you was what I want to bring out of you and and, and what I've got to do to get you there is going to be very painful. Amen. It's going to be very painful. It's going to be uncomfortable. I've learned this much about life that I've never made any real progress in my life without having to go through some uncomfortable things. You're not going to get to a better place by sitting on your queue and drinking Dr. Pepper and having fried pies brought by. You're not going to, you're not going to reach your potential in God by winking at Him every once in a while and giving Him a nod every other day. But you're going to find your place when you allow that stirring to so affect you that it pushes you, that it provokes you, that it prods you to get out of your little comfort zone. Yes, hallelujah. God's process of fulfillment 
is such that we cannot always understand what God is up to at the moment. But God uses an illustration that any of us could understand. An eagle and how it relates to its young and how it views them in their limited sphere of life. And But knowing what is inside of them, knowing what is latent within the bosom of those little birds that they don't even know is even there yet. They don't even know they even have those capacities. But that mother knows because it is in her. And what is in her is in them. And what God is trying to get you and I to understand that the power that is in Him is also the power that is working in you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The discipline and training was for their appointment, not their disappointment. Sometimes we view God's working in the wrong way. We think God's angry at us. We think God has lost our number. We think God has turned his back on us. Because of what we're going through, what we're experiencing right now. I've never felt this kind of pressure. I've never felt this kind of, uh, of unease and unrest in my life. I've never felt this, this way. I don't understand what it is. I'll tell you what it is. God's trying to stir something in your life because what you're living right now, the level at which you're living for God is not the level in which He envisioned and created you to live on. He didn't create me to be bound by things. He created me to be free in Him. I may be going through a painful process right now, but payday's coming. I said payday's coming. And what I need you to do is turn to your neighbor and say this to them. What you see in me now is not what God sees in me. Because you see me in my limitations. God sees you on a whole different realm, a whole different dimension. And so he's working with where you are right now to try to get you to where you need to be. And the reason some of you felt that provoking today and you felt that unease and you don't even understand what it is is because God sees you where you are, but he's not content to leave you where you are. He knows what you're battling, but he's not willing to let you lose that battle. And he's going to stir up that mess. He's going to stir something in your life that provokes you to move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The text that we read from is in fact a glimpse into what God intends for me to know. And for me to understand about himself and myself. That if I am left to myself, my life will just keep spiraling downward. Amen. I'll get in my little comfort zone. 
How about a little patty cake for Jesus routine? You know, that's why some people like to go to dead churches because they don't want anything stirring life around them because it makes them feel uncomfortable. That's why they're comfortable coming into places that are so dark it looks like a nightclub because they want to come in, hide themselves. They want to come in anonymous. They don't want anybody to know, hey, I want to know that I'm here. I want God to know that I'm here today because I want him to do something in my life that will transform me. That will help produce a change in my life. That will put me in a better place. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I'm not interested in patty caking for Jesus. Here's an illustration of what I feel God is up to right now. As I was praying last night, it was as if I could hear the beating of those spiritual wings over this church. It was as if I could sense something hovering over this place, over this platform, over these pews. It didn't matter where I walked. I walked to the very back of this place and I felt that same spirit doing this. I felt that same Holy Ghost moving something, disturbing something, troubling something. Not just to make me feel uncomfortable, but to help me understand that inside of us is something that needs to be birthed. Something that will move us into another spiritual realm. Hallelujah. Stirring. Stirring. Oh, I don't like this. This is, this is uncomfortable. I got news for you. God is more interested in your purpose than he is in your comfort. He's more interested in what he designed you to be than what you are right now. And I'm thankful that there's a God that is powerful enough and there's a God that loves me enough that he will not leave me in my misery. He will not leave me in my brokenness. He will not leave me in my failure. But he broods over me. He moves over me. He stirs something in me. Trying to draw me out of that place where I am. Hallelujah. Mm. I feel that brooding right now. I feel that brooding. The same word that is used there in Deuteronomy is used in Genesis 1 when it said, and he, and God's spirit, that, that the earth was void and without form. And God's spirit moved on the face of the deep. He brooded over that emptiness. He brooded over that waste. I want to tell somebody right now in the Holy Ghost that God's Spirit is brooding over your waste right now. 
what you've wasted in your life, what you've thrown away to things that do not matter. God's spirit is brooding over you right now because he wants to turn that waste into purpose. He wants to turn that waste into design and purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got another word for you. That word in the in, in Genesis 1, one of the words used void means chaos. Chaos. And that's what some of your life has been recently. Just scattered, chaotic, confusion, mess. And God loved you enough. You thought you were just coming to see a baptism. Or you thought you were just coming to see your friend. Or you thought you were just coming to make your wife happy or your friends happy. But God had something else in mind. Because he's seen you. He saw your confusion. He saw the chaos that you're living in. And he said, no, I didn't create you for that. I didn't design you for that. I created you for better things than that. I want to bring order into your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Something's brooding right now. Something's moving right now. All God's trying to do in your life right now is to cause darkness to give way to light. That's all God's trying to do. All God's trying to do in your light right now is to take chaos and begin to form it into purpose and design. All God's trying to do right now is to break the confusion and the disorder in your life and give you an order and a purpose for living that will keep you going and keep you living the way God designed for you to live. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise right now. Oh, I feel like light's trying to break into this place right now. I said, I feel like light's trying to break in on somebody right now. Some of you have been in a dark place. Some of you wondered if God even knew your name anymore. And the Holy Ghost has come and it's brooding over you right now. And God's light is trying to invade your darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Your your potential. Your potential is greater than your present position. (laughs) 
The only thing that keeps us from shrinking back into our little dark world is what God is doing right now. Brooding, moving, stirring, making us uncomfortable, making us uncomfortable, stirring something, moving things in our life. I don't like this. That's not a matter of like or dislike. It's a matter of understanding that God is up to something in your life. He's up to something in my life. He's up to something in greater life, church's life. And all of the changes and all of the storms and all of the things that you have gone through have been for the purpose not to make you angry or resentful, but to stir something in you that will not allow you to stay content where you are, but it will make you want to spread your wings and fly. Hallelujah. 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 Do you understand me this morning when I tell you that God is more interesting in awakening you than He is in comforting you right now? (sighs) (sighs) Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet, everybody. God is not working to create something in us as much as He is working to awaken something in us. Amen. Holy Ghost right now. I'm talking to some marriages right now. I'm talking to some husbands and wives. That there has been confusion in your household because you're not living according to God's divine order for your family. I'm talking to some husbands right now. That the reason there's so much turmoil in your personal life is because there's too much darkness. And God's wanting to bring some light into your situation right now. I'm not angry. God's not angry. But God sees what's in you. And God doesn't, He's not content to let you just live out your life in that darkness. Struggling with those same old habits. Struggling with those same old faults and shortcomings. There's something in you that was made to fly. There's something in you. You may have been found in a wilderness, but the wilderness was not what you were designed for. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Come on. The Spirit of God's brooding right now. He's brooding right now. He's nurturing something in you that will dare you to get out of your nest. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Some of you have not been able to even bear yourself. You've been carried. God's trying to help you to fly. God's trying to help you to make it on your own. Oh, hallelujah. God is not interested in your perfection this morning. He is interested in your attempt to reach beyond yourself. To reach beyond yourself. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Come and help us.
us. Oh, Spirit of the living God. Thank 
Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it. That's it. Hallelujah. It's not easy sometimes to get out of that rut that you're in. It's not easy to break free sometimes. You have to keep pressing. You have to keep pushing. Ah, yeah, you you got to keep trying. God. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord. I feel like I need to say something to some, several of you in this building right now. And I am speaking in the Holy Ghost. I hope you will open your ears and hear what I'm saying. There are many of you in this place right now that have let your failures define you. And limit you. They will only allow you to go so far. And then they pull you back and check and remind you of all that you did wrong. Every misstep, every mistake. And you cower back down. But part of what God said he was going to do with this brood, this purpose of his movement was to teach them how to fly. And according to all of my understanding of what happens in that particular situation is that they, as the scripture said, she spreads her wings. And she bears them on her wings as she's teaching them how to fly. And then she does something unheard of. She drops them. And they're tumbling. They've never had to do this before. They, some of you have never used your wings before. Some of you have depended on somebody else to carry you to church, keep you prayed through, and you just feel like you're falling through space. And some of you have fallen. But the great thing about God is He'll let you fall, but He won't let you fail. Because before they ever hit ground, that mother swoops underneath and catches them on those wings and takes them right back up and starts the process all over. And you know when she quits? I don't know how long it takes. I don't know how many times it takes. But she doesn't quit until they get it. She doesn't quit until they're doing it on their own. And so he, he comes in and he sweeps us off our feet 
And we try and we, we fumble around and we make a mistake. And so we, and God, oh no, 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 no. No, you're not going back into that shell. I have purpose for your life. And God sweeps under and picks us up. He may let us fall, but he's not going to let us fail. And he picks us back up and he cares. And he's going to keep doing that until we get it right. So listen to me this morning. Quit letting your failures define you. Your failures are part of progress. They're part of teaching you what you can and cannot do. And they're teaching you that inside of you is something God put there. That can overcome every failure. Amen. The reason some of you are not even trying to live for God right now is because of your previous failures. You're embarrassed by them. You're humiliated that you even did some of those things. And so you sit back and I don't mean just physically, I mean spiritually. You you keep yourself in the background. You keep yourself hidden. You Get down comfortable in the nest. Amen. I'm telling you, if if that's what you're looking for, you're in the wrong church, folks, because I don't think God's going to let any of us get comfortable in our nest. He's going to provoke everybody in this building until every one of us, until every one of us, until every one of us are flying, until every one of us are using our potential and every one of us are fulfilling our purpose. He's not going to stop. He's going to push you and he's going to watch you. And you may fall. You may not get it right, but this is what the Holy Ghost gave me this morning to write down. God is not concerned with you getting it perfect. Just getting it. Did you hear me? God is not interested in you getting it perfect. Just getting it. So you keep trying until you get it right. Amen. When the Holy Ghost starts moving, you start moving. Why? Because I want to get to a better place. I want to get to a higher level. I want to move up closer to Him. I want to fulfill my design destiny. I want to be what God has designed me to be. I'm tired of living in darkness. I'm tired of living in chaos. God's more into trying than he is into perfection anyway. Because it's the trying that produces the perfection. Amen. Some of you think that one of these days you're just going to wake up and be all spiritual. It doesn't work that way. No more than you just woke up one day and boom. You could talk and eat and feed yourself and change your own clothes. It was a process you went through. And we think that we can just sit here like a bump on a pickle. And one of these days, whenever God whenever God chooses, whenever God knows what he made me for, God will boom, he'll poof, and it'll all it'll just unfold. And we're sitting there with wings that have never been stretched to fly. We we've never allowed the the possibility that is in us. To be exercised. Because we're afraid of failure. 
We're afraid of failure. We'll embarrass ourselves. You know what? I would rather be embarrassed trying than to be satisfied, unmoved, and unchanged. I can work with people that try and fail, but I don't understand people that just won't do anything at all, that just sit there and wait for some magical moment when everything's just going to poof. You know what's going to poof? One of these days is going to be the rapture. And when that poof goes on, you may not be moving since you're not moving now. Ooh, I didn't need to say that, did I? You see, when you are attempting something for God, God is not going to let you fail. He's not going to embarrass you. He's not going to chastise you. He just swoops under us and picks us back up and takes us back up where we need to be and said, all right, let's do this one more time. Come on, this is how you do it. Come on, spread your wings out right now. This is how you do it. Come on. Some of you didn't even get the starch out of you right now. Go ahead and just don't knock anybody in the head or don't hit anybody. Just stretch your arms out a little bit. Yeah, that's what you were made for. That's what you were created for. You weren't created to sit like this. You were created to be this. You weren't created to be this. You were created to be this. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. It's the Holy Ghost and fire and it's keeping me alive. Praise God. Amen. I think that's what God's trying to bring out in us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. My. I think God's trying to separate us from some limitations. Would you say that with me right now? God is trying to separate me from my limitations. He's trying to separate me from what has been hindering me. Now, I'm not talking about a person. Don't take that as a a cue to go get you a lawyer. Because you could have another person and you'd ruin that person too. Because it's not the person that's the problem. Oh, hallelujah. Now I've gotten the meddling. Yeah. You can get a whole new litany of friends. And sometimes you need to get new friends. Amen. Because sometimes your friends limit you. I don't want to hang around people that keep me with, with with the chickens. I want to be up where the eagles are. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, grab somebody by the hand and shake it real well and say the Holy Ghost is moving. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Usher's going to come real quick.